0: What's up, y'all? It's Felix, age twenty-nine, pre-registration specialist for a radiology business department at a hospital. And our common favorite thing this week is going to be our favorite cocktail. My favorite, not cocktail,
1: the movie with Tom Cruise,
0: which Jim found out that had a, a what was it, five percent on five percent, five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is. Kind of cra- I mean then again it's been it's been like forever since I've seen that movie it, it just doesn't I guess it, I guess those types of movies don't really age well huh
1: yeah there's no way it was that bad though you know because even some bad movies have like 20 25 percent but five percent it's almost unbelievable
0: so my favorite cocktail is my own creation which is called the Felax and it's two part cran mango and one part tito's vodka
1: it's got to be tito's
0: it has to be tito's and that's the felix nice jimmy you had it
1: i did it was really good because i don't have crane mango before i've never had that's
0: that's why that's why i think it's kind of original because yeah you don't really see that like ocean spray makes it uh but i think other i think cvs has their own brand and stuff like that but the only time i've ever seen like that juice has only been in like a cvs or a Rite it or something so if you're feeling really fancy with it you can add mint.
1: Oh, is it muddled? Yeah, that's kind of fancy, man.
0: It's very fancy. I'm a fancy man, oh, I'm a are. fancy boy. And if uh, before I forget, uh, the, the secret favorite thing is since we were on vacation, Jim, my favorite thing that we did this weekend was not going jet skiing. Or rather <laughs> or rather, or rather just watching uh watching the sunset with uh you and uh, our other friend, cute, yeah, it was nice, it was really nice, We' right on the beach, yeah, it was we, had, we had, i was I was djing some jams, and uh yeah, I don't know, it was just it was just really nice, so
1: and I walked up to my neck in the ocean,
0: <laughs> yeah, and I thought you were gonna get just like swept away,
1: yeah, you didn't come out and save me or call out to me, you're no. just like, oh, he might die, all <laughs> yeah. right. We're just
0: waiting for a megalodon to to just swallow you (laughs) all.
1: What's up, everyone? This is Jim, age 29, statistician and volunteer tutor. My favorite cocktail, 95% of the time, it's bourbon and water. That's it. A, A little bit of cold, filtered water in bourbon. That's all I need. However, as Felix mentioned, we were at the beach this past weekend down in Florida, and When I'm at the beach, I go full Jimmy Buffett (laughs) pina colada mode. As Felix can attest to, I I made my fair share of pina coladas this weekend, and I will not drink them outside of a beachfront setting.
0: Does pina colada, does it have a coconut in it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gross. Pineapple, coconut, and then rum. Gross. But you like mine.
0: Yeah. Meh. I just can't do coconut. But no, no, no. no. The the one that you made over the weekend wasn't that bad.
1: Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, My favorite thing that we did this weekend, I like playing football on the beach. That's always a lot of fun. It's such a cliche setting, you know, the boys on the beach playing football. But especially like in our older ages now we don't really get to do a whole lot of stuff like that you know back in college we could just gather people and just go toss a ball around or something but it was great i just i i I felt like carson wentz out there and it was awesome complete with a torn up knee and everything so
0: uh for for those who didn't catch it by now we um yes we were on vacation we were actually uh in marco island and it was really really nice
1: you like you close your eyes and you think of a beach town, and that's what it is. You know, the palm trees, and if you live in Florida, then fuck you, I'm jealous. You know, there's, there's a lot of bad stories that come out of Florida, but I have a very good impression of Florida, personally. Just because I love the beach.
0: Yeah, but the places that we pick.
1: Yeah, I know, it's circumstantial, but...
0: But yeah, th- that's just what we did, and it was fun.
1: Great time. But now we got stuff to do, don't we?
0: Yeah, we do. Alright. Roll it!
1: Outsider's Look Inside Japan's hottest reality show. So come on in, take off those shoes, and let's get started. So this week, after our week hiatus, we are back in action with our 12th episode of the podcast, and we will cover episodes 30 through 32 of Terrace House, BGITC, or Boys and Girls in the City, if you're not cool. B-G-T-C-A. B-G-T-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C
0: uh, not going along with our usual joke this week, it seems like we had a good set this this uh, these three episodes, these triplets.
1: Yeah, I think if you look at what happened in these episodes, there wasn't a whole lot of this happened, then this happened, then that happened. I feel like some of the other triplets of episodes have had a whole lot of content, and... These three do as well, but the content, it's more of interpretation, yeah. I think. Like, if we were to list out just an objective list of things that happened, it's not going to be as big as some of our other episodes. But that gives us more room to talk about things because there is a lot, I think, to unpack here in what happened.
0: And that's why we created this podcast. Now, before we start, I've been trying to get this out for probably the past six episodes <laughs> of, of our of tourist house. There is a feature, and I'm just this is just out of line, just just because I want to get it out there. There's a feature on on Netflix for Terrace House, and I think um, I haven't, I don't know about Aloha State, but I know OND and Boys and Girls in the City. Did you know you can actually change the audio?
1: I don't think so. No.
0: Okay, so. It's you can actually change the audio, not like not from Japanese to English or anything like that, but you can actually change it to I think it's the, the it's like Japanese and then Japanese audio description. I believe it's what it's labeled as. It's com it's 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 the commentators, the hosts of the show. Um, they're still mic'd up during while they're watching the episode, so you can actually listen to their commentary while watching the episode. So it dumbs down the sound of the actual show just a little bit, and then you can hear the host talking. The only thing is, is their audio is not subbed. So you need to know a little bit of Japanese to, you know, to understand.
1: I know sometimes they've cut when the commentators are talking. I know they'll sometimes cut to when they're watching the show. And Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I saw that, I thought, man, that'd be cool if we could hear that somehow. But I didn't know that it was a feature. Yeah,
0: I found it by accident because I was just trying to, turn off the subtitles for something and I was like oh wait what's this other audio and it's really interesting because so I took four years of Japanese in high school I did an independent study and like I became somewhat fluent I think after I lived in Japan for a little bit you know it's I was that way I'm still able to capture some of it so if anybody else out there you know if you're still learning Japanese or anything you can still catch certain things like I liked Uh, I went back to certain scenes that I was was interested to see how the host reacted. Because sometimes when it cuts to their segment, you don't get a lot of it. So, you know, it's interesting.
1: So if you know Japanese, jump on that. And maybe it'll unlock some interesting things during the show for you. So check it out. PSA from Felix. Thanks, Felix. All right, so episode 30. This comes right on the heels of a terrible scene... Involving oh, yeah, really yeah. everyone, but specifically Natsumi and Misaki about loungewear. Natsumi asking everyone about loungewear. And we pick right back up after that. We see Natsumi and Rico have a nice chat in the morning. And Rico, she's much more mature than I thought she'd be. And not yes. because of anything she's really done, but just by virtue of her being 18 years old. She's very direct with Natsumi. She wants to know why she brought it up, and she said that she didn't think it came across well. She tells her straight up that she didn't like it
0: but on top of that, remember she goes to an online school, so her social skills I thought originally wouldn't be up to wouldn't be that strong or yeah, it just wouldn't be that strong so i was when when this happened i i I don't know I really liked it i it was it was a really it's like a plus one for for Rika for me.
1: I think something else, too, to think about is, that's a good point about her, you being worried about her being properly socialized. But on the other side of that, it might be an advantage for her because she's able to speak to someone who is eight years her elder. I think Natsumi's 26. And she can speak to her without feeling any sort of a junior-senior relationship and speaking out of turn or speaking up to someone who maybe she wouldn't have been able to speak up to as strongly had she gone through a traditional public or private school and so maybe that helped her in that sense
0: definitely what basically happens is that riko confronts nachan about um she was trying to inquire why she ended up asking about it did you believe nachan in her answer how she says she was trying to get information for uh, for Misaki's sake?
1: Not really, because it already happened. Yeah, It would have been different <laughs> if Misaki approached Not To Me and said, listen, I brought some loungewear, but I don't know how he'd feel about it. Maybe we can bring it up in a semi-organic way. But it happened already, and Misaki knew. Mm-hmm. We talk about her being a little bit flighty, a little absent-minded, but not in a stupid way. She just seems to be very light about some things. Yeah. But we saw that she knew that it didn't go well. He kind of didn't have the positive reaction that she was hoping for. So I mean, I mean, actually didn't need anyone to, to, to confirm that. Yeah. And so I thought that was just her trying to get in other people's business for no reason. That's what I thought that was. So I didn't buy that for a second.
0: And I really, again, speaking about... Um, riko Chan, I really liked her approach because she opened up with saying, "Like, I was there with her when she decided to go buy the the loungewear. I was with her when she bought it, and I was also there when it it happened. So, I like you know, I if anybody had a right to say anything, it would have been me. But you know, you definitely did not. That's that last part was what I what I feel like she was trying to convey.
1: Yeah, I think so too she was letting not to me know listen this wasn't just a an off the cuff thing from misaki no matter what you thought about it i had a hand in it and it didn't go well but you didn't really need to make that kind of a comment yeah good job rico once they get done talking we see misaki and rico talking misaki's getting done in the mirror she's getting ready for something i thought maybe she was going to she had a photo shoot of some kind, but mm-hmm. we find out she wants to ask Hikaru out because they had discussed going out again earlier. And she decided that she was going to ask and she was going to set the date. And Rico, again, she shows some maturity and she says, Well, you're only asking him out. She's kind of implying that she probably doesn't need to put on the makeup and do her hair just to go ask someone out.
0: I still liked it because it was, it was very sister like.
1: From Rico, you mean to say that?
0: I meant for both of them, it just the way that they were going back and forth. Okay, just going. their interaction. Yeah, I. it might have been just the room, like the, the, the girls' room that they were in, and just their, their banter back and forth, but yeah, I I just, I
1: liked it. They seem to have a pretty good relationship, the two of them.
0: And this is like one of the relationships that you don't expect to want to cheer for or nurture or, you know, get better along the way. Uh, with with a like a romance show, this is just ones that just ca- came out of the living situation. So
1: they're doing a great job so far there. Mm-hmm. So Misaki goes into the boys' room wants to talk to Hikaru. Armand tries to leave a couple times during <laughs> the conversation. You could tell he was feeling kind of awkward, but Misaki insists he stays, and so he stays. And she says, "All right, let's go out on the tenth, And Hikaru says, "Okay." You can kind of tell it right from the get go he he didn't seem too thrilled about it
0: it was obvious to me it was obvious it was very obvious i I just why didn't you just say no i don't know is is my biggest question
1: i don't know because even after
0: uh, the end he was you saw him just look off into nothingness and he's just and then he didn't didn't say is this good should i have done that didn't he say something like that to armand after misaki left
1: yeah, he confirmed with Arman, he asked, is it good, is it okay, and Arman said, yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> he's not compelled to go out with anyone, really, but he's not obligated to do anything, but he said yes. And even when Misaki was asking him, she she also did this when she came down with the loungewear, when Rico was there. She asks Hikaru out, she tries to entice Hikaru, but... She spends a lot of time looking kind of nervously at the third person in the room. Yeah. So when she was asking Hikaru out, she was looking at Armand a little bit, and I bet Armand just wanted to get out of there even more than he did when she initially came in. And I think it's just a part of her being a bit nervous, a bit self conscious, which we all are to some extent, but it doesn't help anything. And I think it makes Hikaru feel even stranger about the whole thing.
0: Yeah.
1: And we see the awesome opening scene, and then we. See Natsumi and Hansan. So they're talking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this is really the first, uh, the first something with Natsumi. I don't, I don't know. It, it, it wasn't good. Uh, they are talking, and Natsumi says that she forgot about the incident. That's one of the first things that she yeah. says when they start to talk about it, and I, I, I can't believe
0: that. No. No, I'm, I'm I'm in the same boat. It, she may have, quote-unquote, forgotten it, but 100% no, everybody else has not. And she had
1: mentioned that she was drunk, and that was a factor, right, that was brought up a couple times. But there's no way she was blacked out or anything. There's no way she forgot about that. It, mm. it was a flimsy excuse. And yet again, me hits us with the line, I don't care about other people's relationships. She's still on this kick, and I don't know if she says it to try to maybe push some of the blame off of her, and if people think that she's a bit too up in other people's business, she says, oh, well, I don't actually care. But the first time she said it, we saw through it, and we knew that it was total bullshit. This time is no different. She says it for some reason, and Han-san predictably doesn't seem to believe her.
0: I couldn't believe what was happening, to be honest, because I just she you can tell that the conversation between the two of them like she switched gears to be rather than being on the defensive she was on the offensive and so while doing that she you know that's when she dropped her famous line and i i, I don't know it just seems like nothing's getting through to her and she keeps trying to justify her actions through any way possible trying to trying to speak to anybody who would have who would listen to her and hopefully she can get some kind of excuse out of that person or some kind of acceptance from that person. And I think that she thought she would she would be able to get that through Hansa.
1: And I think that would have been so important for her because of how she obviously feels about him. From day one, it was clear that she had a little thing for him. And I mm-hmm. think if anyone in the house, if any of the other four house members are going to validate her in any way, if they're going to excuse her actions in any way it's going to be the most coming from Hansan if he does but it's clear that he doesn't because he goes on to say that she really needs to think about how she says things and they just touch on it here mm-hmm. in the house and at the end of this discussion she <laughs> sees what she what what he's doing tomorrow or the next day you can tell he's kind of doing some judo here you know trying to reverse some of the movements you know judo no what's the no, that's not the martial art I'm looking for.
0: No, judo is it it's fine. Is it? What are or you like, thinking of? Just like flipping and stuff like, like that? Using the other person's weight against them? Or like strength. Akido, against them? Maybe? A- akido judo. Akido. Yeah.
1: I don't know. You know, I took Tiger Shulman's karate when I was a kid and <laughs> I stopped at a very young age. So I don't I know next to nothing about martial arts, so <laughs> sue me.
0: You hit him with the horse stance. Yes. Oh <laughs> yes,
1: I did. When I okay, when I was five, I was really sick. 'Cause I I had a sweet tooth and I still have a sweet tooth, as you can attest to from this past weekend. So I was five, I ate a ton of brownies, you know those cosmic brownies. I think they're like like little Debbie Anyway, I had like three of those just before karate. <laughs> Why would we got in horse stance and I immediately threw up. <laughs> Instantly threw up. It was like a gag reflex. Like I got down, you know. Like Akuma from Street Fighter, and oh, Sensei Mike goes, "Okay, horse stance." And I was like the youngest kid in the class, got in horse stance, <laughs> threw up on the white mat. He picked me up and just carried me into the, like the locker room were you, area. Were you it still was not vomiting
0: good. as he was. Yes,
1: again. yes. He was such a good guy for doing that. <laughs> oh
0: god,
1: it was disgusting.
0: <laughs> oh my god. I, love I didn't quit just, right away, though. I love how we just triggered that memory just like that from, from from like, your martial arts, like, you were trying to figure out a reference, and for just from that was enough.
1: And the memories come flooding back, yeah. And, so, and
0: from me saying horse stance, oh, jeez.
1: Yeah, no, th- that's what did it, because we do horse stance every class, and it was, uh...
0: Oh, God. <laughs>
1: it was fun, though. It was fun.
0: Oh, God. All right.
1: Anyway, right. So <laughs> whatever martial art you want to use for my example here, we see Hansan try to deflect it and say he's going to be pretty busy and Natsumi thinks that she can help him out in a certain way. So eventually he sort of gives in and says, okay.
0: She imposed, right? I, I'm, not, I'm not crazy.
1: Yeah, she was being pretty imposing. And he says, okay, maybe there's something that you can do. And you fig- you know, he's going to figure out something that he can let her do whatever project he's working on he
0: also made it very clear that i'm going to be working so it seemed he was trying to put that wall up there now so like don't try to invite me out to go drinking or anything like that i i need to get work done and he was also working when she interrupted him this time too which is pretty funny
1: it's kind of hard because he's always working and if you just want to talk to him he's probably going to be interrupting him in some way but it's funny when we see her do it because it's so i mean she has that Hanson, you know, and yeah. I mean, her voice changes. She totally flips the switch. It's so crazy to see. So the next day we see her cooking and I, I, I didn't know it was going to Hanson. I thought maybe she was going to cook for the other house members or maybe for herself, but she makes him a burger and fries. She makes him a really, it looks really good. So she brings some lunch in his studio. They talk about it more in detail. He lets her know that, listen, You have a certain way of speaking to people. You have to consider each person that you're talking to and maybe speak to them in a certain way so that you don't upset them. And as you mentioned earlier, Felix, it's not that she says, no, you're wrong. She seems to play the victim card a little bit. She says, well, it's so bothersome. The whole thing's so bothersome. Like She wants to put no effort into actually trying to become a more understanding person.
0: When they were having this conversation, it reminded me of a saying where... It's when a person tells you that you hurt them, you don't get to decide that you didn't. And it seems that Nachan was doing the exact opposite. She's like, well, I'm just saying what's on my mind. It's not my fault that their feelings get hurt. It seems like that's her mentality. I keep trying to make excuses for Nachan in my head because I re- I'm from the very beginning. I always said you should not invest your feelings into a character and that way you get more out of the show. I was starting to do that with Nachan because it seems like you know she was getting better, especially with the Minori arc, and I was just really starting to like her. But then like she just keeps just like dropping, like her stock just keeps dropping back down, and I'm just I'm still trying to hold on hope. But at this point, it just seems like she's being totally myopic. She 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 doesn't well she's very set in her ways, and no matter how, what, no matter who or what people tell her, it's it just won't. It's not enough for her to change. To see yeah. Because she's sort of an asshole.
1: And again, we get the, it's bothersome, I don't want to do that. It comes down to a bit of laziness for her. It's too much trouble to try to change, which is upsetting to see. Natsumi leaves the studio, and then we have a dinner scene with Misaki and Natsumi. Natsumi apologizes and says that she she shouldn't have said that. It's kind of a a surface-level apology, And Misaki asked her why she did that, and Natsumi thought that she was being helpful, as she mentioned to Riko when they had talked earlier. Natsumi seems to just say, I'm sorry, and then she changes the subject to Hansan. And Misaki asks how things were going there, and she says something interesting. Natsumi says that she wasn't sure if she could like Hansan. And that confused me because it was so clear to me that she was obsessed with this guy from day one. I don't know if you looked at that in any certain way.
0: No, I thought it was kind of suspicious Uh, or rather devious because she was probably trying to pull back a little bit with like her obsession with San. Because, yeah, I I don't think you can deny that she's pretty much infatuated with the guy and it, it does it shows no sign of slowing down up to this point so maybe this was just her just like oh it's so obvious maybe if i say this it'll like like throw them off my you know off my trail or whatever uh, off my scent but it just made it even more obvious to me
1: i think you're right i think she was trying to downplay a little bit there after they have dinner the next big thing is the date we finally see the date with misaki and hikaru and hikaru is there looking like he's running down the street to the corner store In his sweats and hoodies,
0: this motherfucker went in a navy, rundown blue, like a navy blue hoodie with a camo hat. While Misaki went went out with notch, I think she went out with Notch on to get to get an outfit just specifically for this date. And at at this point, I'm just I I think back to when she Misaki originally asked, he caught her out and and just said, "Why didn't you just say no? Because you're obviously showing zero effort." So why waste everybody's time? Not just Misaki's time, but our like the viewers' time also. Yeah, I, I don't know. That really pissed me off.
1: There's got to be some happy medium with this. Jeans. Even if you're not really into the day, or if you think you're not going to have a good time, maybe just put a little bit more effort. I think he could have stepped his game up a little bit. Misaki, I think, could have toned it down a little bit. There's a lot of gray area between that.
0: I don't know, I think Misaki still did it okay. Like, yeah, she was trying hard, but, she, you know, it's obvious why she's trying hard. She's trying to get her crush to, like, her back. But, you know, they they went to this fancy restaurant, and, like, you know, she's in a nice, appropriately dressed for the restaurant, while you see Hikaru in, like, his hoodie, and his hat was hung up, like, by, like, all these, like, fancy coats on the coat rack behind him. I'm like, dude, <laughs> to have some respect, at least.
1: But he doesn't care. He really just has no regard for what's going on here. So as you said, they went to the nice Italian place and they go to see the lights in Yokohama, which looked really awesome. There we get the bomb dropped. Misaki confesses and the episode ends. But 31, guess what? We start right back up with the confession. I'm not surprised that he rejected her. Did you think there was any chance? Rejected.
0: (laughs) No, no, of course not.
1: They didn't do a good job of, I think, building that suspense at the end of the episode. It seems so obvious that he was going to turn her down. So he rejects her and he goes in a little bit. Well, not a little bit, really a lot of bit as to why he doesn't like her. And he's very honest. He says, listen, I had feelings for you, but I got to know you. And he said that he felt like she didn't have a good sense of self. Did you think he was being a bit too harsh with that?
0: Mm, no, I
1: didn't either. Rejection always sucks. And I know we've mentioned that before. One of the things I think when you get to dating age and you get rejected is that there might be times where you think you want to know why. Let's say you ask a girl out or a guy out or, you know, whoever. You ask someone that you're interested in or you think you could be interested in out and you get turned down. Sometimes you might want to know why. And I think that really depends on the person. Some people might be a bit more forthcoming and ask, Some people might get it without needing to ask, which was the case here with Hikaru and Misaki. I think it's it's always a little better maybe to find out why. Sometimes the answer might just be, I'm not interested in you, and that's it. But if it's something like this, like Hikaru said to Misaki, I feel like you don't have a really good sense of self, that could be beneficial in the future. His wording, we discussed the way he phrases things, it's a little blunt and straightforward, but... I think he was maybe just shy of crossing that line of being a bit too aggressive with what he was saying to Misaki. She listens to what he says, and she takes it pretty well, that that initial response that she had. She said, oh, it's hard for me to hear you say that. But then they walk back toward the car, they leave Yokohama, and they're even joking around a little bit. I mean if you think, okay, well she kinda has to. So the the fact that someone can do that after being rejected like that, she was a pretty good sport about it.
0: I think she was just in shock. You think so? Yeah, I think everything just happened. You ever get that? Like when no matter how much tension or, or how much build up there is to a certain thing, when it happens, you might be in a daze. I, I personally thought that because of like shortly after when the two went uh went back to the house, they both gave their you know Reports back to like their respective rooms.
1: While this should be the focal point, we instead see Natsumi take front and center with all the drama in the house. It seems like she's drunk. It wasn't super apparent to me, but Misaki says I can smell the alcohol on you, and of course she would know because they live together, and so she probably knows how she is when she's drunk. And while she's saying this, there was one scene in particular where her look it it just turned. It was almost just like like the sun went down and, you know, like the rain clouds came out and her face just totally changed when Misaki said, oh, you're drunk, you're drunk, you're scaring me. And I guess that was a sign of things to come because this turns out to be a really big deal.
0: That took over the whole the whole scene, right? And, and she just ends up getting offended and and wanted her to apologize for it.
1: Yeah, what she does too, and she apologizes right then and there. At the end of that scene,
0: like I think three times, like it's a couple times, yeah. yeah and and so this is exactly as we see later the exact opposite than the, of uh, Han's Han's advice. And I, I'm just sitting there like, "Yo, relax." Like she's hysterical right now. See, the thing is, when you are there, when you're consoling somebody that you truly like, or you know, just if you if you truly want to be there for somebody, that's a really important job and in order to do that i feel that you need to give your all like you need to lend an ear lend a a shoulder or whatever whatever that person needs at that moment you need to be that thing so you need to you know you need to be there for that person and it seemed like not not to me was originally going to do that because she seemed very anxious to hear about what happened but it needed to be about her
1: wasn't she upset a few episodes ago because someone or no was that misaki who was upset because someone didn't come to her to talk about something that happened
0: yeah i i believe it was nachan went to hansan for advice and misaki was upset that um uh, nachan didn't go to her for advice
1: oh that's right yeah thank you i thought i had it mixed up so we see that there's already some sort of a strained in terms of the one-on-one relationship between Natsumi and Misaki, and they haven't really been the support that the other one feels like they need from a friend, which makes Riko and Misaki's relationship, I think, all the more interesting and more important, as -hmm. we pointed out at the beginning of episode 30, at the start of this episode of Tourist House. This culminates with a meeting. There is a house meeting, and Hikaru is absent, and Misaki is absent from the start. So we have Armand, Hansan, Riko, and Natsumi. They start off and Armand says, listen, this wasn't really good. And when he started talking, Natsumi, she she seemed to be very aggressive about it. Because she did that like, eh, eh, what thing? Even though Armand, you could clearly hear what he was saying. I think she was doing it in sort of an aggressive, in a challenging way. To let them know, hey, I don't agree with that. I kind of like, I dare you to say it
0: again. Yeah, I feel, though, she needs to... One, that's the person she is, but two, it's people ganging up on her. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a one-on-one talk. It was three against one.
1: Listen, I think in most cases, I would say, yeah, it's not cool to have have a sort of gang-up-style meeting for a problem. But she's a repeat offender. This is not the first time that something like this has happened, and it's clear that... A one-on-one, even from her beloved Hansan, is not going to work. It's not getting through to her. And so I think this was necessary to have. So she tries to dismiss Armand, but then Hansan, he really takes the lead in this meeting. And she predictably responds to him the best. Still not great, but he's he has a nice mix of being direct and being understanding with her. I think he's the most direct out of anyone until Misaki comes in, but she isn't in quite yet but Hansan he balances it very well in saying listen we talked about this this is not okay
0: the way that he took the stern approach and dictated the conversation i really did like you can cuz again going back to the word genuine you can tell that he was genuinely upset at her and it was you, you can tell also do you remember when misaki walked in oh yeah she was about to sit Han-san just was like, go use the toilet. Misaki, go use the toilet. Or just, you know, just don't be here right now. And she literally just did a 180. She just busted a Yui and just went right back out the room. Yeah. I I, I was even like, oh my god. Like, I, I was taken back. I'm like, wow, he's, he's really serious. And I think Nachan felt the same way.
1: Because there are so many other ways where you could do that. And he could have let her know, Hey, we're talking about something. Would you mind? But as you said, it's very direct and he is, and he means business.
0: I think that not only does he care for, for her, but also that like, he spends so much time with her. Like (laughs) she would interrupt him so many times at work or just while he's working. I feel like at this point, he seems to be invested in her and, as anybody would get frustrated with uh, a person that they're invested in who just keeps going back and making the same mistakes over and over again. Not only just doing the same mistakes, but doing the exact opposite of of, of the advice that you give that person that you gave up your own time to give. Yeah. Like, damn. Like, I would, I because I, I was just searching. Like, man, like, how, how can he get so heated? But that's exactly how it can get so heated.
1: It comes from a good place for as far as hansan goes yeah there's this time that he put and he thinks she is sincere i as a viewer don't but that's why he's hansan and i'm a lowly peon right
0: no no i agree i agree with you though yeah i'm not buying it i'm not buying it no i it's
1: it's impossible to at this point
0: misaki eventually joins the uh conversation though
1: Oh, I love when she comes back in, because she comes back in, and even when she she returns, she's not too sure if she should go a second time. But she stays, and they talk a little bit, and Natsumi is actually the one who says, oh, it's fine, I'll go. And she takes advantage of Hansan, because remember, he steps out to have a cigarette.
0: Yeah, because he, he, he can't stand it.
1: No, he can't. It's really tense, so he goes outside of a smoke, and... I think for Natsumi, she sees it as kind of an opening, like, hey, sort of the, you know, the, quote, leader of this attack, as she would probably put it on me, is gone. I'm going to leave. I don't want to put up with this. And then Arman tries to say, hey, uh, this is for you, isn't it? And she totally blows him off mm-hmm. and goes upstairs. Hansan comes back, sees that she's gone, asks Rico to go get her. She returns with Natsumi. And this is where Misaki, this, oh, my God. Misaki was so good. She was so good. And not in a, oh, totally got her. But I really think she took what Hikaru said to heart. She has no obligation to forgive NaChan, And even though Natsumi apologizes maybe twice. It's definitely once, maybe twice. Misaki says, I don't think it's sincere. She tells her straight up, like, this isn't really going to do it for me. And a bit later on when they continue to talk to Natsumi... Natsumi is looking down, she's not looking at the people that are speaking, and Misaki cuts the person who's speaking off, I forget who it is, and she asks her if she's even listening. And I think it's this kind of boldness that we've seen, there that we have not seen from Misaki ever before. But this really seemed to energize her, and she's really, she's letting not only Natsumi, but everyone know, listen, I was really hurt by the way that you acted, this is not okay, do not treat me like this.
0: I did that a little bit differently i feel i don't know i didn't like that from misaki with the whole when she confronted yes how like you know no she doesn't seem sincere and stuff like that 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 was okay i'm like good you know you're you're not accepting bullshit you're you're trying to dig out the problem and and trying to solve it but with the whole like are you listening part i got kind of ticked off with that because as nachan says of course she's listening now, if she was receiving it and actually absorbing the information is another deal. But I just felt like Misaki was that, you know, like in movies where there's like a gang and then there's like that little crony in the back. Like, yeah, get him while everybody else is doing the work. Yeah. I feel like that's who Misaki was in that moment. It's four people against one. And and already they've already gone through probably out like an hour or so, probably in real time for them. Right. For her having the conversation. And while you know all all these other people are doing the talk talking, it, she goes like, "Yeah, are you are you listening?" I I did not like that. That's how I took it. Was that like she was just like the crony while everybody else was doing the work? The first time when she does say though, like you know, I don't think that's sincere and everything. I I liked that. I did. And as you said, to reiterate, it it was her you know standing up, kind of asserting herself, which was her. I what he caught her said was a problem for her. But that that last part did not really sit with me too well.
1: You didn't like that from Misaki? No. They're all talking and it's getting toward the end of the discussion. And Arman tries to be sort of the peacemaker as he has in the past with various situations in the house. When Natsumi apologizes again, Misaki says, well, you shouldn't try to change if you can't or if you don't want to. And that, that one really stung. And again, I'm totally with Misaki here. But what that told me was that Misaki has essentially given up on Natsumi because if she was, if she cared at all about trying to salvage their friendship or even their relationship as housemates, I think it's, this is a really damaging thing that happened. I think Misaki would have had more confidence that Natsumi would have been able to try to change or to maybe properly apologize. But I think like with other things in life to be ignored and forgotten or to have someone say, I don't care is worse than someone hating you or being mad at you because then they're at least in your thoughts, they're thinking about you. But Misaki seems to be able to write her off and think, well, if that's just how you are, not to me, then don't try too hard because, because you're never going to change. And to me, it seemed like she was okay with their relationship as friends and as housemates fading away and ending. So after this whole debacle, Natsumi and Hansan are, again, talking one-on-one. On one, and Natsumi drops the bomb that she is going to leave. And I couldn't help but think, okay, you, this is a perfect time for you to leave. I don't know if you can save your relationship with the other housemates or if you're even capable of doing that. So, regardless, she's leaving and Hansan's suggests like having a barbecue. They have a good barbecue. At the barbecue, there's... A breaking news development, and Hikaru says that he's going to leave the next day. So this is pretty sudden. Did you see this coming at all?
0: Not really, no. Because I, I thought he he showed no indication. I guess because the episodes were so focused on on Nansumi that this kind of went under the radar.
1: I didn't know, and because for him, there was a, a breach moment where I thought maybe he's a little embarrassed about what happened, but. When we see the sort of this last episode that we'll be discussing, episode 32, he lays it out and it's pretty standard, I think, for most people who end up leaving Terrace House. He says that he wanted to come for a new experience and he had it and he thinks it's time to leave. So very straightforward there from Hikaru. And what I didn't expect was for Armand to really take it as hard as he did. I mean, they were friends and good buddies, but Armand just seemed devastated. It
0: seemed like it was the definition of a bromance.
1: Yeah. Oh man, I felt so bad for Armon. I felt bad I, for Hikaru I felt bad, crying, but also but...
0: I I don't I don't really give a shit about Hikaru. So, I I started to feel for just Armand about that cuz I didn't I yeah, I, I didn't think they were that close. because armand Armon's been there for a while. How many people has he seen leave? And he never got this upset or even close to this upset. Cuz even Adisa, when she, when she left, he was just, you know, I was like, "All right, cool. Bye."
1: <laughs> There's always ...going to be that person, I think, when 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 you live with someone for a long enough time, they can become, like, a confidant. And I think the big difference there with Adiso was that when the whole thing with him being rejected happened, there's always going to be someone in the boys' room. And for him, that person has happened to be Hikaru. So in terms of things happening in the future where Arman, if he has an interest in another girl who comes into the house... He might not feel as close for whatever reason with Hanson. And I don't think it's a personality thing. I think it's just a he didn't connect as well thing. And that happens. I mean, you're not going to be close friends with everyone that you meet, even if you live with them, even if the circumstances are kind of similar. I think Armand and Hikaru just happen to be more on the same wavelength, which is why this really hits Armand as hard as it did. So Hikaru makes that announcement. He explains why he's leaving And then we see a one-on-one with Misaki and Hikaru. And Misaki's, her stock just keeps going up for me. This was an incredible scene for me because she thanks him for being so straightforward and blunt with her when he rejected her in Yokohama. It really resonated with me because this is, I mean, this is something that I think about from time to time is that I think everyone should try to have as many different experiences as possible. Now, what I mean by this is you're not going to go into an experience thinking, oh, great, I'm going to have a terrible time, you know, nor should you, I think, seek out bad experiences. You know, you shouldn't go out and say, all right, who's going to punch me in the face today? I can't wait to get punched in the face. But what I mean by that is you should just try different things. And even if things don't turn out the way that you want them to or that you would expect them to turn out, there are lessons to be learned, I think, from almost anything that can happen and everything that can happen to you. And I think Misaki really made the most of this, it seemed like. And again, I feel like this was on display in the last episode, episode 31. She had the confidence to be pretty direct with Natsumi when they were talking about what she had done, about how mean Natsumi had been to Misaki. But it really seemed to resonate for her. Hikaru's words really seemed to resonate with her. It is going to end on a good note. And that's what I like. A lot of these rejections, I think, have an ending on pretty good notes. So there's there's not a sense of bitterness. There's not a sense of anyone being a bad sport about it. They end on a good note. They seem like they're very positive when they get rejected. Then we see Hikaru and Armand talk. They have a one-on-one. And as you said earlier, I feel like this is such a good bromance because they get out there on the patio, and they're kind of reluctant to open up at first. They make some jokes like, Oh, he's not my girlfriend. We're not. Oh, this is awkward, isn't it? But they quickly drop the the macho tough guy act and they're really sincere with each other they're going to miss the hell out of each other and they talk about going back to their respective countries slash states brazil and hawaii you know you know hawaii's not a country but you really get the sense this they they had such an impact on each other
0: it seems that whenever people leave like big characters leave it always ends on like you said such a good note and it sucks that Natsumi is leaving because as much as she's sucked recent like in these like three episodes, I would have loved to seen where Misaki and Nachan's relationship would have gone if they would have had more time. I know that she seems Misaki seemed pretty dismissive and done with Nachan. I don't think that was true. I think that was just kind of again just with the adrenaline rushing with 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 the arguments uh, or the discussion that they were having. I just really would love to have seen what their relationship could have been. Because I, I think it could have worked out in the end if, if Natsumi actually tried and, and was more receptive with everybody's advice. And it just also sucks that after these people leave, it's always such a nice scene. Because it just I just want to touch on, like, uh, we were just going to the specifics of the barbecue. And when people are having conversations, the whole barbecue itself, the whole scene... Was nice. It was super nice. They were all joking around and the, like their banter and everything, and it was just really, really nice to see. And I, it just made me think like, it sucks that this is all is going to end on kind of a sad note. And I just wish we would have had more of this. I always think that like, oh, this is the best cast or this is the best cast and or at this time, but like during that that barbecue moment, it was just like this is this is a memorable scene for me, and it was just kind of sad. It kind of it kind of made me tear up a little bit.
1: I think a part of it, though, when people leave the house is that anyone who they've had issues with, there's no longer that added tension of having to live with someone that annoys you. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the way that I think about it sometimes is the last week of school where you're just there. You're having a good time. You know, you might have some work to do in your classes still, but you know that there's an end in sight. And you don't really get stressed out unless you have finals, let's say. But let's go a bit younger. Let's think back to middle school. And even if you have a final, it's not going to be like the last day of school. So there's that last week, you know, you have to do something. So, you know, the analog here is that they might have one or two more days in the house with the person who maybe they had a disagreement with or a fight with. And it makes it easier for them to sort of release that, which is why we saw with Minori and Natsumi when Minori left. They hugged it out, and they said, oh, I'm, I'm going to miss you. And I think a big part of that was, I don't have to deal with this person anymore, thank God. And I think that's a big reason why these goodbyes are such nice scenes. It, it's, it's a little bit of a rain on your parade sort of reason, but that's just the sense that I get from these. So we see Natsumi Hikaru leave, and then we get the two new members, right? We have Momoka Mitsunaga, the ballerina, and Hayato Terashima, who is the chef. And we don't know a whole lot about them yet, uh, but they did come to the house. And Momo-chan seems pretty sheltered, kind of like we thought Rico would be. And Rico maybe isn't as sheltered as we thought because of the, like, the great advice that she has given to people in the house. Uh, but Momo-chan has said, you know, she it's been a while since she's had a boyfriend. She's never been on a date either. And she seems like she's already somewhat popular with some of the boys. At least Armand thinks she's cute. And the chef, Tarashima, is a total, he comes in and just, man, he lays it on really thick. He's like, oh, the girls from uh, Hokkaido are known to be very beautiful, knowing that Misaki is from Hokkaido. I think he's going to be trouble. I think we're going to get some interesting things out of him. I'm kind of (laughs) nervous. Did you have any strong thoughts on either of them?
0: Momoka seemed uh, super nice, and and she's like, I I thought she was like really cute. She also stated that she went to an all-girls school. I think in high school, all girls high school. Yep. So she said that like that's why she's never been on a date before and she gets really nervous. It's like if she was ever to be one-on-one with any of the guys, she would not know what she wanted to do. And I thought, you know, I thought it was kind of cute and just like, oh, I wonder, I think she, this would be a good source of entertainment, at least for the viewers, for to see how it would turn out. The chef, on the other hand, I don't, I, I, yeah, I get like a real creepy vibe from him. He's, it sucks though, is that he's, he's also 29 like us. So, you know, like, it's like, if we were to ever think like, oh, how would we be in we referring to Jim and I would be on the show. It sucks that this guy's like our age and like would actually be a stand in to see how like a 29 year old would react to uh, a lot younger folk living with. So we'll just have to see.
1: All right, and I think that's that's about it. I'm also not a creep, just want to... You got your uh, PSA at the beginning, I'll get mine at the end. Jim is not a creep. Okay.
0: Excuse PSA. me, I'm not a creep. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> All right, to end it, we always have the segment of the MVL slash MVP most valuable loser or most valuable person. Uh, So, Jim, why don't you? You want to start it off or me?
1: I can take it. Uh, the MVP for me this week, it was going to be Hansan. I was really close, and I know that would have made you go over the moon. But when I really thought about it, I chose Misaki. Because at first, in episode 30, she still kind of has an awkwardness with Hikaru, and she she really... She really likes him, and it it causes her, I think, to be a bit extra at times when she's talking to him, when she's talking about him to other people. But it's because she likes him, and she puts it all out there. She strikes out, and I think almost instantly we see her get that self confidence that Hikaru told her that she was lacking. She confronts Natsumi in a very direct and effective way. And halfway through episode 32, when she's talking to Hikaru one on one, she lets him know, hey, thanks for not only rejecting me, but letting me know why I can learn a lot from this. And she showed a lot of growth and she really stuck up for herself. So I gotta pick Misaki for the MVP for me. How about you?
0: So for me, I thought about it long and hard because I really wanted I really wanted it to be uh an equal pin for, for me this week because Like she started off so strong with the first scene with Natsumi and just confronted her one-on-one too. There wasn't, she didn't have help or she didn't need help to be in a group setting with other people to be on her side. She just confronted her. I really, really enjoyed that, but she didn't have enough anywhere else for me, you know? So I thought it'd be kind of unfair to pick Ego just for one scene for three episodes. I get it. So I you know, I would have to just pick Hansan because it might not come as a big surprise, but I he picks up the hat trick because he was the leading voice in trying to help Natsumi and he did spend a lot of time with Natsumi to try to help help her out and help her change as a person for what we thought was gonna be for the better. So the advice and you know, the leadership that he took with, with the conversations, I, I will go with Hansan again uh
1: my mvl uh should be pretty obvious but natsumi uh she she's just not a good person just hands down i think she's a liar i don't think she's she's a good person i had high hopes for her when she came in she was kind of a breath of fresh air but there was always that potential i think for her to because of how directed she was and is for her to really, I think, mess up her time in the house, which I I think she did. So, good job.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with with the MVL. I was also going to pick Hikaru for just not saying no from the very beginning and then also disrespecting the date and, and stuff like that, but because he did help out Misaki in growing as a person, I couldn't, like, so he got a couple points for that and it kind of left Natsumi in the dust for my MVL also.
1: Well, she's gone, so uh, it's got to be someone else next week, and we can finally talk about someone else being in the center of drama from now on, right? It's always been her. Yeah, yeah oh it just God. really
0: sucks because, like, it's just <sighs> she had such up and down. I, I, I really, I haven't had this much stock in a character since probably Makoto from, from the very beginning. Who? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, so to wrap it up, thank you guys so much for listening every week. Uh, sorry for missing a week. It just I think eleven eleven episodes seems pretty good in a row, right? Eleven weeks.
1: And we got to go to the shore, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. We we need we need to rest our minds for Terrace House, and and so we can keep delivering the quality content that you you've come to expect. Please visit com. There it links you to our simplecast website. There you can also find our social media links, um, mainly the Twitter. And I've been using that for – I actually started using it a little bit for for just commentary on Terrace House and also our, when our episodes launch. So you can find that there. Please also, if you enjoy the content that we are putting out, subscribe on your favorite podcast listening apps, iTunes. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Pocket Cast uh, anywhere where you listen to your podcast. So please, you know, subscribe. And if you also want to go the extra mile for us, leave a review on iTunes. That does a whole lot for us. We have no other real way of putting our name out there. Um, but putting, you know, giving us a review helps us out a whole lot. So please, please,
1: <laughs> please. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. begging. <laughs>
0: We've gotten really nice reviews. And, you know, we also like to hear um, from from our listeners. So, Uh, yeah, it it would, again, help us out a lot. So I think that about does it. Jim, why don't you close us out? All
1: right. Just a quick little add-on there. Thank you for everyone who has written us a review already. As Felix said, it's much appreciated. And you just listened to episode 12 of Tourist House, where we covered episodes 30 through 32 of Terrace House. Please join us next week for our 13th episode, where we will cover episodes 33 through 35 of Terrace House. Thank you so much for listening. This is Jim. This is Felix. Take care, everyone.
0: Peace.